0: If you really want to have a very, very special relationship, it's having the guts to let the other person in, like really in, you know, the deepest, darkest depths of your soul. Um, Because on the other side of that is a level of acceptance and trust that um, is very, very special.
1: It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and a paper, and get ready to learn. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, James. Today, we are going to be talking all about... Our biggest lessons in marriage as we come up to our ten-year wedding anniversary, which is crazy to say. So, welcome.
0: Yeah, it was fun to be here with you, my love. Ten years. I think I said to someone the other day. I said, if our next ten years is as adventurous as the last ten years, I'll probably need a nap <laughs> for a week. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's been crazy. So, let's take people back and share a little bit about how we met first and foremost because it is a a really crazy story. Do you want to share?
0: Well, I'll start it off. Yeah, I mean, it's um, you know, guy from small village southwest of London meets girl from Columbus, Ohio. And so that, you know, was not what I ever expected. So, I was living in southwest London as a guy in his um early 30s and i decided to jump back on to the online dating world um and i logged in and uh, this was a site that you know i knew the person that started the site and uh, it wasn't the classiest of sites ever was it emily no. um, and you had and
1: a we... free subscription right
0: yeah so um i saw your face and um and thought you know gonna see if this lady wants to chat. And I chatted and we text and uh, it all started there.
1: Yeah. And the crazy thing is I had moved to London about a year before, just completely on a whim and had no, I didn't know anyone there. I just felt like I was meant to live there. And obviously as fate would have it, we met online. And and for that year, I'd been pouring myself into the world of online dating because I found that it was easier to meet guys than to try and make friends with women. Um, And so I had this free two-week trial on the website that you're you're talking about. And we don't even know if it exists, so we don't need to share the name. But basically, it was designed to help people meet at some of the more exclusive clubs in London um, and get access to those clubs. And I remember going to one of their events on my own and it w- I was not into the club scene anyway, but it was so loud. I couldn't understand how you would ever even connect with anyone on a deep level, which probably is not why people were actually there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I kind of had written it off and didn't even know that that website was showing me as online when you messaged me. And, you know, we quickly had our very first date uh, the next day. It was in the morning because you were working shifts and you were working um, later on. And I was a student and a nanny. And then we met up the next day. Then my parents came to visit and I remember telling them about you and you comforted me on our third date after they had left and gone back to Ohio. And really, we were pretty much inseparable from there on out and ended up getting engaged within six months. So it was pretty quick.
0: Yeah, and that was a big deal for me because up until that point, I think uh, a lot of my friends and my family thought I was being too picky, you know, not uh, not really maintaining any relationships. And um, yeah, we gelled straight away. Um, And I can tell you what it was for me. The reason people ask me this all the time, what was it? I mean, obviously, Emily's beautiful and she's a really amazing person. But what it was for me that, and I, I don't think I was conscious of it at the time, but looking back, was that Ebony and I have something in common, and that is we we both kind of go against the grain of what those that knew us would have assumed we'd do or maybe what they thought we should do. And we had this commonality of wanting to do things slightly against the grain, right, rather than just follow the way it's always been done. And I think that's really where we clicked um, because we we kind of, held a safe space for, for our, you know, what might've seen crazy ideas or big thinking or, uh, or just, you know, thinking differently. And I think that's why we felt very safe with each other very, very quickly.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, looking back, there's a lot of things that we could have never predicted. Um, but because we both have that mindset and we love To think expansively and we love to do new things. You know, it has led us to this journey of working in the same industry and oftentimes working in the same company, um, which was never, ever part of the plan. Because when we met, you were in a career, you were there for 12 years. Mm -hmm. And I was, as you described, like this person with this fire, this fireball inside of her and this frustration because I had no clue what I was doing Um, and was still on search, you know, searching for that clarity and for my purpose. So anyway, a lot of what we're talking about today is, you know, our lessons and also lessons um, from the lens of like, we're living a life that in many ways, we never expected to be living, at least not in this way. Um, And so there's been a lot of learnings and a lot of things that we've had to overcome and work through that have been been unexpected.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure.
1: So, what is the first thing that you want to share with people today about what you've learned being married to me for ten years?
0: <laughs> okay, so the first one is kind of a fun one um, and I think a lot of a lot of relationships will resonate with this one, but when you first meet someone obviously you'll you know it's quite surface level things you're looking for you you know someone who' you're attracted to that has similar ideals right that you enjoy spending time with but I can honestly say I was reflecting on, you know, what are the things I love the most about Emily and why? And I can honestly say it's those times where Emily is completely and utterly vulnerable and open with me, which often looks like the goofy side, right? Or the silly side, Um, which is just the reason why I love her for that is because she has a career and a goal that's massive. And you know, outward facing, and there's a brand, and there's all this stuff. Um, and I get to see this side of her that most other people don't. And it's because she she trusts me. And and um, so, it, you know, I love those little things, those little goofy moments we have that, that it's just our little world we're in, and nothing else exists except us. And I think that probably a lot of married couples resonate with that, right? That it's just those little goofy moments that are only shared between you um and you know 10 years on we still have that those little goofy kind of like fun silly moments where nothing else exists in the world but you you each other in that moment so i'd say that's the first one for me
1: what is the lesson in that like find the person that
0: i think the lesson the lesson in that is make like any seriously incredible relationship um has trust right trust to be the the most authentic version of you whether that's the the breaking down the crying the goofy the silly the just truth the expression i think that one thing that me and emily have learned in our relationship is that you know being with someone that you feel totally comfortable to be yourself with which is not just about them it's not just about you allowing me to be myself and me allowing you to be yourself but it's it's us being brave enough to let someone in. And so I guess the lesson in that is is that if you really want to have a very, very special relationship, it's having the guts to let the other person in, like really in, you know, to the deepest, darkest depths of your soul. Um, because on the other side of that is is a level of acceptance and trust that um, is very, very special. And it's probably like that with all relationships, but especially that one, right?
1: So, my first thing that I want to share is to always be honest about what you need. And we really learned this through working with relationship coaches and just navigating being really different um, in the way that we work and in ways we move through the world and understanding, like, even me as an introvert and you as more of an extrovert, that we require different things from social situations. And so, I remember even in the beginning of our relationship, and you can definitely speak to this from your perspective, but there were times where I would leave parties early or not go to things. And I know that that kind of bothered you at first and you didn't really understand. Um, and there were times where I you know, felt guilty doing that, but we learned to really accept each other and be honest about what we need. And even through the relationship coaching that we did... The relationship coaching ended up being more about individualized coaching than anything else because if you're taking care of yourself and you are putting yourself first, so to speak, not in a selfish way, but in a self-care and a self-love way then that impacts the relationship and not being honest leads to resentment and leads to neither of you actually getting what you want because it's not an honest relationship. Um, And one person starts to resent the other and one is being inauthentic and you can feel that energetically. So all around that exquisite honesty, as Marla calls it, Marla Mattinson, um, is, is really one of the most powerful things in a relationship.
0: Mm, it is an acceptance right and i think you're totally right it's um it's interesting where we have um assumptions about what each other should or shouldn't do or should or shouldn't be or you know and um and that's that's what that was right i might have had an assumption about how late you should stay out or you might have had an assumption about how you know all sorts of things and when those shoulds come up um it's really interesting because it actually it filters onto what my next point was which we'll go into in a minute but um, that real level of acceptance, it's really nice to know that you can just do what you want to do and your partner will accept you for it. Even if no one else in the room does, because it makes you feel understood, right? And that's, uh, especially for a relationship like ours, where we spend a lot of time together it has been, has been so, so important to grow through.
1: Yeah. And I think it's interesting because it brings up this idea of, you know, people say that relationships are all about compromise and I get what they're trying to say there, but I do think it's possible for both of us to live our authentic lives and to be honest and to put ourselves first and still have amazing, you know, have an amazing relationship and love. And, you know, one of the exercises that I really love that we've learned over the years is really asking each other, on a scale of one to 10, how important is this to you? And Mm -hmm. then if I know it's a 10 for you or nine or eight or whatever, it's not about me compromising. It's about me understanding and wanting to show up and do whatever that thing is because it's important to you. And I think like innately when I hear the word compromise, I also hear kind of like self-sacrifice and doing something Mm -hmm. you don't want to do. But I feel like we've gotten to the point where It's either, you know, we're not, we don't want to do it and it's not a big deal to the other person and there's acceptance there, or we have a conversation around, this is actually really important to me. And then the other person feels like almost inspired or, you know, desires to do that thing. Do you ever wonder when your life is going to get good, like really good, like trips to Italy good? Maybe you have the job or the business, what you thought you wanted, but it still doesn't feel like enough and you're ready for a change, but you're worried about the pivot. Or do you ever feel like your mind is holding you back from going to the next level, making more money and creating success? Have you achieved everything you want to achieve? Maybe more than you thought was possible, but now you're burnout and your health is suffering and you barely ever see your loved ones. Or maybe you find yourself wondering when you're ever actually going to be happy. If so, I want to invite you to my Love Your Life Masterclass. Go ahead and go to iheartmylife.com/go and save your seat today. This is a live class where I'm sharing my Better Than Your Dreams framework, which is all about helping you create a life that's better than your dreams. I'm going to be sharing three key shifts to creating a life that you love, and it's going to be full of my best content. So go to iheartmylife.com/go and save your seat today.
0: Yeah, because then you're then you're just doing it out of love. So the fact that you don't want to do the thing doesn't matter because you feel like you're loving me or I'm loving you by going along or doing the thing. So yeah, again, it comes back down to communication and we weren't always there, (laughs) you know, but it's, um, it's something we've really developed. Um, It's been really important. So my next one, it kind of blends in with that quite well. I wrote the the things that trigger or upset me in our relationship um, say more about me than they do about you. And I think that's a really good one for relationships, right? So if there's, you know, if there's something that you've done, that's triggered me, now I'm at a place where I'll stop and think, well, what does that mean about me? Why is that? Why is that? Why is there emotion coming up there? Again, it might be what we say, like the whole should, oh, she, I thought she was going to react like this, or this should have happened like this. And so, and again there's certainly not perfection here but it's it's definitely a lesson that we've learned right because we're both quite strong characters and so you know understanding and noticing our own triggers and uh, and sort of diving into them a little bit before we go into blame or accusations or anything to to you know attack the other one with has been huge you know for us as like i said as strong personalities both people want to do things you know we have our own opinions and so that's been a really great one to recognize because also there's there's personal growth in that.
1: That's so good. It makes me think of how when we're pointing at somebody, you know there's actually one finger that's pointed towards ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's so true. Love that. Mm. Um mine kind of feeds onto that one as well off of that one as well. So I put when you don't want to talk, do so anyway. And what I mean by that is, I mean, I can probably count on two hands the amount of times that you and I have gone to bed angry. And every time we get a terrible night's sleep... It You know, it like we just stay up and and are tossing and turning and it's just like emotionally taxing. And if we would have just talked it out, then it would have been a million times better. And mm-hmm. so, yes, there are times where you have to go away and kind of collect yourself and you might need some space for a while, but. The quicker, at least in our relationship, that we can communicate and talk things out, even if it's challenging, the better. Because things festering, like that's way more emotionally draining than actually mm-hmm. having the conversation itself.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that's really huge. It's um, it's the easiest thing in the world just to give in and just you know allow the mood to take over. Um, and uh, like Emily says, it's it's not something that's happened very often. Because it's just way too important. And it's so easy. It's so easy, actually, to overcome that moment. It mustn't feel it. But all it is is just a little handout. It's like, you know. Well, yeah, work. it like
1: it comes down to r- releasing the ego and letting go of pride, because that's all mm-hmm. it is. It's like, mm-hmm. I know, or at least for me, when the moments when, when I haven't wanted to have the conversation, I'm like, well, I'm just going to let him, you know, sit in that. And that's just all <laughs> about pride, and really, not yeah. actually putting the relationship first.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: What's your next one?
0: Well, that blends into my next one, which has always been big for me. Self-care is such a big subject for me in my coaching and in my life. As, a, as I call a recovering giver, you know, um, I grew up really knowing that if I was to give to others, I would get love back. And, and I got, went too far with that to the point where I wasn't giving enough to myself. So in our relationship at the very beginning, you know, it'd be easy for me to get resentful because I would go so above and beyond for Emily Um, I wouldn't do enough for myself. And then there was resentment because it's like, well, she's not doing enough for me or whatever. Right. And so, you know, you kind of touched on this earlier that I realized that the more I focus on doing what I need to do to be fulfilled, the better prepared I am to be the husband that you need.
1: And I actually think it's really attractive now that I've seen you put this into practice and say things like, you know, even with recording this podcast episode, well, let's do it at a different time because I have something else going on or no, I actually can't do that right now um, versus being self-sacrificing.
0: That's huge. And it's huge in the world, right? That's, you know, how many marriages have resentment in them and that, you know, it's Resentment in itself is literally just your body and your mind telling yourself, "Why are you paying more attention to that than you are to me?" And I was, I was definitely guilty of that, and it still crops up. I'm, that's why I hold that recover and give a virtual coin right? Because it's so easy for me to, you know, out of love, want to go above and beyond for you, but I, I'd rather do it as the stronger person, so you get this really strong guy looking after you, than, like you said, the person that's not fueling himself. And especially with, you know, baby coming and everything like that, that's got to step up to an even greater level because there's going to be two women that mm-hmm. I get to go above and beyond for, right? So it means really doubling down on self-care. Um, so whether it's a marriage or any relationship, it's just, for me, that's probably the biggest one, really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you've grown leaps and bounds with that. So my next one is, remember you're a team. And I put that because I think I have a tendency, well, I know I have a tendency to try and do everything on my own and to not involve you in the conversation in, you know, a way that would be really helpful and would be, yeah, just beneficial for me. I try and like figure out the solution or do the thing. And I mean, you've reminded me through some of our greatest challenges, like this is not an I conversation. This is a we conversation. And you're not alone. And obviously, in in most situations, two heads are way better than one. And every time I come to you, and I remember that we're a team, and it's not just about me, I end up feeling a million times better and obviously so much more supported and we come to a solution so much quicker. Uh, And I think especially when you're raised to be Confident and go for your dreams and independent. It can be weird to rely on somebody else, um, or even just bring them into the conversation. But that's so important.
0: Mm, Yeah, really important for both people, right? Because how many people in the world uh, have that you know celebrated for doing it yourself and never asking for support? It's like such a big one. And and if you're not going to ask for support from the one person that you've chosen to spend the rest of your life with, then you're missing. You know something beautiful yeah and you've done really great with that because you are independent you know we've got a um a niece who we can see his is is becoming a very independent young baby and we're just thinking you know that's i'm sure how you were right and it's great to be able to do things yourself and know when it's time to ask for help or support it's a huge one
1: Yeah, exactly. And I know, you know, even yesterday I was chatting with my sister-in-law and we realized that my niece, our niece is uh, the same human design as me and just really understanding like the way that you work in the world and the way that you work with people and whether that's through a personality test or something else, has been really interesting for us. And this is just more of a sidebar. This isn't one of mine. But I think that's been really useful. And to understand that we bring different things to the table as team members Mm -hmm. and both Um, You know, all of the facets of our personalities and the way that we move through the world, the way that we work, the way that we do life, that combination is such a powerful force, Um, Mm -hmm. way more powerful than if we were trying to do everything on our own. So I think that's been really interesting, too.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your next one? So my next one, and I couldn't come up with a fancy line for this one, but ultimately it's like when, especially when people live together for the first time, all these weird things come up, you know, like, oh we do things that way in the kitchen or we clean like this or you know all these kind of ways we got brought up and so I think what's been really important to remember in marriage is that when you know people have a different way of doing things even like mundane tasks around the house that there's no right or wrong that there's just the way that it is and that coming up with it kind of is a little bit like the one I said earlier, which is that, you know, if something triggers me or upsets me. It says more about me than Emily. Um, and life in itself, one thing we've learned in relationship coaching is that we are individuals. There are individuals that are bonded together, but we'll always be individuals. And I think the moment that, you know, if I've ever sacrificed who I am as an individual to try and, you know, make the relationship better, it doesn't. And so honor the way that you like things done and honor the way that they like things done and and make it work right um that's been a big one for me because the way i was brought up you know especially around the house about keeping things tidy and and and, um and like putting things away and all these kind of things in in a different way to emily's house neither wrong or right um but it's just different and so in ten years of marriage, it's it's never go into it thinking that you have to change someone or the way they do things. You know? Instead understand that there are just different ways of doing things and that life, if you're stressed, if your day's stress is because of a is because of a, a mundane thing around the house, like a cup or a, you know, what's the the classic one was the butter left out. That's the one we used to joke out, wasn't it, M? Mm-hmm. Um you know, if that's the thing stressing your your life out, then you really gotta reprioritize. Right.
1: Yeah. And I mean, honestly, most of the time you have to admit if someone came into our house, they would think it's super clean, but your level of clean is like way more than my (laughs) level of clean like, like really clean. And, you know, I didn't have to do all of the daily jobs that you had to do around the house growing up. And so there has been a huge learning curve. But what I've realized is like, if you ever get upset about it, and then I feel bad, that's actually my material, because it makes me feel like I'm not good enough. And that's, you know, me, you know, making myself feel that I'm not good enough. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with you. And so yeah. I think it's so interesting to look at those things as well and ask yourself, like, why is this triggering me about my partner? Like these differences aren't right. even that big of a deal. And again, most of the time it's your own material.
0: Totally. And so like the ultimate lesson from this is I'm, I, I'm always aiming to replace judgment with curiosity rather than she should have done it like this. Why did she do it like this? Because sometimes there is an opportunity for a better way, and you have the discussion. Oh, wouldn't it be great if we tried doing it like this? And then, the, the other, then Emily might be, oh, that's interesting, okay. Rather than you did it wrong, do it differently. And so I think a great thing in marriage is to try and release all the judgments and just be curious instead. And I know as a father, that's something I really wanna do as well is be curious rather than judgmental and that starts with number one and then translates to your partner right just you know i wonder why i want to understand this is how i'm feeling about it and i want to understand Is such a great route and it's the it's why we we've after 10 years and majority of those 10 years living in the same house working in the same house being together a lot of the time you know we we made that works because otherwise we'd be driving each other crazy you know just i be think curious. it's also
1: like having fun with it i remember yeah. you, know, you love things really clean especially in the kitchen and the bathrooms and then for me i love organization in terms of drawers mm. and closets mm. and so There was one time when we were organizing the drawers and I handed (laughs) you some stuff to put away in their proper place and you were literally going to go and put it in another drawer. (laughs) And we both just had to laugh about it because, you know, sometimes I think we take these things far too seriously as well. Mm -hmm. And I heard somebody say, don't make roommate problems marriage problems. Right. Because it's such a waste of energy. And if you can mm-hmm. just have fun and like be in acceptance of the other person and their quirks. And like you said, sometimes there is a better way of doing things and be open to adjusting. But also just not take it so seriously. It'll, it'll make it a lot better.
0: And it's one of the first things I shared. Like the little quirks that we have in our relationship. That's, what, yeah. that's the stuff, you know. That is what makes it amazing. If we were just perfect robotic human being, there'd be no flavor. Mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, I have the drawer. I have that drawer. <laughs> but When you open it, you feel like you're going to get attacked. <laughs> and it's funny. I'm not yeah. saying I, you know, I'm proud of it, but it's, it's funny. And so, yeah, Emily's right. And
1: it's most of the time I don't like to do the dishes as I'm cooking, but I will admit that the times where I've done the, you know, cleaning up while I'm cooking, it's been way better because you don't have to do it after you eat. So mm-hmm. I'm learning so thank you. (laughs) All right. My next one is work through your trauma. And so I mentioned this a little bit, a few minutes ago, one of my core wounds is not being good enough. And so, and I, for those of you listening, you might not even know what your core wound is or know that you have one, but because I've done a lot of work, we both have done a lot of work with coaches and psychologists and mentors, and even being in community with high level, other fellow high level, you know business owners and and people who are high achieving you start to recognize some of the issues that you have that you may be bringing into your relationships and i think again coming back to the fact that marriage is two individuals coming together. If you don't do that work on yourself, it's, it just make things, makes things way more challenging. And you take on other people's problems or you blame your partner for things that are actually your own material. Or like I said, when someone asks if you can clean up your mess, you take it as a personal attack and make it mean that you're not good enough. And then again, that that leads to a whole spiral and tons of stuff coming up because you've never dealt with it. So really working through your own trauma and all of those limitations and all those limiting beliefs really will impact the relationship in such a positive way.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's, it is all about taking personal responsibility. You know, both of us have had our times where we've been triggered or had some stuff come up and we probably don't even know why um and i think that i guess the blessing of working in the personal development space is that we have done a lot of work um but there's no reason why anyone even not working in the personal development space can't take responsibility for themselves so that they can they can have a great marriage i mean everyone benefits right
1: Yeah. And I know that my natural tendency when things are challenging is to go to blame. And Mm. I only know that because I've been able to do that work on myself. And so Mm. just having that level of awareness uh, about yourself and what you're bringing to the relationship, both good and bad, is Mm. so, so powerful. Yeah. Do you have a final one for us?
0: Yeah. So my final one, my favorite in some ways, is there's a difference between spending time together and being present with one another. You know, and so you would, you know, I think you would assume that just because we are in the same house a lot and we're around each other all the time, that hasn't always meant that, you know, we are present with each other. And I think that with the work we've done uh, in relationship coaching and just over the years, uh, by implementing little practices of like shared gratitude. Um, you know why we love each other, what we enjoy doing each day, and just like sharing each other's little internal world and like being, you know, present um, has been so important because, you know, I think that there have there was times in the beginning where because we were in the same house all the time, we think okay, it'd be good to have some time apart, but in that whole time together in the in the day, we might not have actually been present, you know. And so what we really learned is that it's not about how many hours you are present with each other it's just about time present it could be 10 minutes of just like really locked in this is what i'm feeling what are you feeling is just has been huge for us and i know that we have you know every night we'll have that every morning we'll have that we'll have now moments where we just locked in and we're present um with each other i think that's so it's been so important it stops the mind from wandering into places of assuming what the other person's thinking right especially when we're we're having a bad day right we're feeling maybe a bit triggered and it's easy to assume oh, they don't understand or well, they didn't do this. They didn't do that. And then the stories start building up in your head. Very common thing in a marriage. Whereas if you have regular points of really being present and checking in and saying, you know, this is what I'm feeling and how are you feeling? And I love you. And, you know, those just real locked in present moments. That's what's kept, kept, um, kept it fresh and, um, and kept us so close.
1: So my final one, and for everyone who loves a good exercise, this is perfect for you, um, is to tell each other why you love each other on a regular basis, ideally every single day. And just as you were saying, James, sometimes we don't necessarily know why we're doing things. We don't know how the other person is thinking. We make, exump- make assumptions. Um, one of the powerful things that we've done regularly is just express why we loved each other that day. Um, So it can be as simple as I love you because you made me dinner. I love you because you gave me a hug in the kitchen. I love you because whatever it is from that day. And I think one of my favorite things about that exercise is obviously hearing why you love me because that always feels good. But it gives me awareness into what like how do you actually receive love and what means the most to you? So just like the five love languages exercise, really understanding your partner and what makes them feel good, because it may be different to the way in which you feel good and what, what is meaningful for you. So just hearing that has been really interesting to know what I've done or or what I've said that makes you feel loved.
0: Yeah, that's such a good one. So I think a lot of people, do are sharing love in their own ways, but then they didn't, they didn't realize that that type of love isn't, doesn't mean as much to the other person, right? Because there's no communication there. Um, so that's been huge for us, for sure. Because yeah. we do have different love languages, right? We have different ways of expressing love and, and receiving love. And um, yeah, it's just creating deeper connection.
1: Yeah, mine's words of affirmation. And it used to be gifts, but now it's acts of service. Mm-hmm. What about you?
0: time and touch but sometimes it can be acts of service that can change but time time is probably the most important one
1: well it's so interesting because we didn't share these before jumping on this episode and all of ours were different
0: some of them line up though i like i I do like the way they flowed into each other it's kind Mm -hmm. of fun
1: but it just shows, you know, there's so many lessons and some are, you know, more impactful or stand out more to you and, and versus me, but they're all equally as important and powerful. And it's a great combination.
0: Beautiful combination.
1: Well, thank you for your time, James. Hope everyone loved this episode and we'd love to hear your comments. And if any of the points stood out more than others or you have any personal stories, let us know. Um, and yeah, happy anniversary, James.
0: Happy anniversary, my love.
1: Well, thank you. I've loved this episode and I know other people will too.
0: Yeah, it's been really fun. And uh, I know we're going to be, you know, on the actual anniversary, we're going to be sharing lots of these things together. So, um, you know, we love doing these things together and it's always nice to hear. And like Emily said, not knowing what each other's going to say uh, is beautiful. So, so grateful for you.
1: And for everyone listening, if you have a favorite takeaway or if you resonate with any of the points we shared, we'd love to have you comment or email us and let us know what stood out for you because we always love feedback and we always love to hear your personal stories as well. Thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life Show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Hurt My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I My Life Show. That's hashtag I My Life Show.